I'm very excited about today's episode as we'll tap into a subject that not only fascinates me, but that is part of our daily lives here at MG Power. We are going to talk about community building with a real expert, Manushka Gentis. Manuska is the community lead at Miro. The first thing for me is like a quality customer experience. Their customer experience is so amazing that it makes you want to tell your friends. It makes you want to like write a review. It makes you want to become an affiliate. All those things drive that like emotional relationship to a brand. How important is it for you uh, to kind of have that brand behavior when it comes to kind of adjusting to community feedback, being able to receive uh, product feedback and be able to make adjustments? I truly believe that, you know, especially nowadays, it's not just about co-creating with like influence and a brand, but adding the consumer into that co-creation element as well. You'll notice I say community and customer often um, <laughs> because I always, I always want to be very clear that like just because someone purchases from you doesn't mean that they're a part of your community. Right. Welcome everyone, I'm Mara Genovese, the founder and president of MG Power, a fully integrated marketing powerhouse, and this is our Influencer Marketing Uncover podcast. I'm very excited about today's episode as we'll tap into a subject that not only fascinates me, but that is part of our daily lives here at MG Power. We are going to talk about community building with a real expert, Manushka Gentis. Manuska is the community lead at Miro, the pioneer online collaborative whiteboard with more than 35 million users. It will be an insightful one and I'm sure you enjoyed. But to receive our guest and to have this incredible conversation, I have once again with me my dear Raphael, which I don't know how to pronounce correctly his friend's surname, but he would do it for me. So he's our managing director based in New York, a dear, you know, that has been working with us for the past almost six months, but feels like a year. And he has an incredible experience of building brands and creating community as well. So no one better than Raphael could join me on this episode. He's coming all the way to New York and welcome, Rafa. Thank you, Myra, for, for having me co-hosting the Influencer Marketing Uncovered podcast. I am very excited about welcoming our esteemed guest, Manushka Jantus. Um, we got a chance to meet uh, just a few months ago, kind of working on a project for a new exciting brand uh, that's going to come out uh, next year. Uh, and I've loved her insight and collaborative spirit. Uh, and it's been a pleasure to, to work with her. So I'm sure uh, you are going to be learning a lot from her. Um, just to kind of give you a little bit of insight into her background, uh, she was previously before uh, joining Miro, she was previously at Glossier, kind of overseeing their uh, community engagement. Uh, so having just made the jump from beauty into the tech world, I think it will be really interesting perspective. And prior to that, she was in the editorial world, uh, working with all the Oprah magazine, uh, where she kind of got to start kind of fostering engagement within communities uh, through the platform from the Oprah magazine. So welcome, Manushka, and very happy to have you here with us today. Thank you. Thank you. What an amazing intro from you both. So I'm so, so happy to be here. Thank you. Thank you again, Manushka, and thank you, Hafa. And yes, we met 
when did we meet Manusha? Three months ago? Four months ago? It feels like so long ago. I feel like we've been like the best of friends. But yeah, we met a couple months ago working on this amazing project. And I've been connecting with you all since and just been so inspired by what you all are building. So I'm excited. Amazing. Yes, we met. uh, We did a very special project together. Uh, We actually co-create a new brand that's coming soon. Uh, We cannot review much. But that is how we met the Wonder Manushka. And then today we're going to talk a lot about community building because it's where, you know, you're exp- you have the, the true, uh, truly experience on that. And then, as I said, here at Imaging Power on our day to day lives, it's all about, you know, working with our clients and really helping them to, to crave and then understand how to create a community. So. All brands need to build a community, right? Especially nowadays when we're moving to Web2, to Web3 or Web3. We all know that the key you know, factor for you to succeed in Web3 will be to build community. So more than anything, brands now wanted to have a community. So to start a conversation to this point, the question to you is like how brands can build a successful community. I mean... I think, you know, community has become such a buzzword. And so it's really important for each brand to define what community means for them. And I think the first step in wanting to foster and cultivate that community is starting with a really good product or service. Like you can't galvanize people around your brand if there's nothing to talk about. You know, if the product isn't good, if the customer service isn't amazing, if the experience, you know, through the service isn't amazing, like what are people galvanizing and advocating and getting together about around? And so I think, you know, defining for you what community means, but also making sure that you have that first part of a really good product and a really good service, I think is critical. And then of course, creating the tactics and creating like the environment for that community to be healthy and to thrive, I think is super, super important. And and how to, like when you say about tactics, right? So, and I agree with you, the, the most important question that brands should be asking first is like, you know, what's the objective of, of us creating this community and understand if the product will have the appealing to that community that they wanted to build. When you talk about tactics, what are, because there's a, there's a, perception of you know of brands that community should be just in one channel what i'm saying like or on instagram or on tiktok or youtube but community is beyond one social platform right so how do you see like you know like when it comes to tactical what will be some examples that you can give on the on that element and also how do you see community beyond social channels because on my perspective, community is not just on social, so you have to build community to go, you know, beyond that. Would love to get your, you know, your perspective on that um, community beyond social. Okay, that's those are so good, to, good questions. Um, there are a couple of things in there. So once you've identified what community means for you, it's now about identifying those customers that are most engaged with your product, your brand, your service. Um, and community is really thinking about people who are emotionally connected to your brand and that they want to advocate for you. And they also want to, in in time, be like brand loyalists, like they become brand loyalists. 
And some of the tactics that you can use in engaging with those people is identifying where they're talking about you. So some people are talking about you in your, you know, Instagram comments. Some people are coming to your physical locations and, you know, visiting tons, buying tons and like telling their other friends to come, you know, along with you um, to visit. And so when I think about the channels that you engage people on, it's online and offline. Those are like the two main ones. So that can be anything from a social media account. It could be uh, anything from like a discord or like some sort of, everyone has a, you know, their version of a verse, a web three, like a metaverse. And so it could be in that digital environment or it can be on, it can be offline. So in a retail store or, you know, pop-ups or meet and greets, um, anywhere that can get you into a physical location to engage with the brand and, you know, purchase from them, connect with others. And then there's that piece around like web three, this like immersive, universe of connecting with other people in a totally like digitally immersive way, which I know we'll probably get into a little bit more of, but I feel like that's a whole other category of engagement that is at its infancy. And so I'm very excited to see where that goes and how we continue to evolve. What does connection mean beyond those two channels that I listed? You mentioned about um, emotional connection. Do you think that is the secret for building a loyalty community to touch into emotional, into, into emotions? Yeah, I think when you think about, when I think about community, I think about relationships. And so think about your most like thriving and amazing relationships with people or brands. They make you feel something. You know, you see their advertisement on um TV or you hear them in a podcast and their storytelling is so incredible. Like it just brings an emotional connection to you from you to the brand. You think about the people that are part of their, their, their brand. So whether it's the founder or the people that work there, or if you're in a retail store, the associates on the floor, their customer experience is so amazing that it makes you want to tell your friends. It makes you want to like write a review. It makes you want to become an affiliate all those things drive that like emotional relationship to a brand. Manushka, I'd love to know, looking at your background, kind of obviously starting with uh, the Oprah magazine and kind of the editorial side and, and kind of evolving into Glossier, a brand that has successfully managed to really engage a community and foster it and then kind of now moving into a tech platform that enables community to the uh, even further extent with that idea of being able to collaborate really as a community through uh, through digital. I think that's kind of a perfect mirror, kind of the evolution of how community are going from editorial world to fully tech. Uh, I would love to kind of, if you could share with our listener a little bit of your experience, kind of seeing the evolution of the role of community within that. Yes. Oh my God. Like, I feel like, I mean, thank you for asking the million dollar question. I think if you look at my career trajectory, you're like magazines, then a brand and tech, it's, it feels like a lot, but there's a through line of like people and experiences there, but the format has changed, right? You went from editorial magazines, like print, digital, like print to digital. And so you're thinking about your reader, your audience and how they're engaging with, you know, for Oprah, Oprah. You're, they're engaging with products that she loves. They're engaging with like the stories that you're telling them. And so thinking about how you're creating an experience for that audience in that format, that makes them feel emotionally connected to the brand, but that's also adding value. And then you go over to Glossier, a true like beauty brand um, who was able to really galvanize like 
people who were just interested in beauty and that came to Glossier for the product, but stayed for the emotional connection to the brand and to the people that were at the brand. And then moving into tech with um, the, my newest you know, adventure at Miro, you're thinking about people who are digitally native, uh, tech savvy engineers, like all of these incredible community members that I'm still getting a chance to meet and how they engage with this tech software that is really revolutionizing the way that they work and collaborate with others. And so although the medium changes, the through line is people, it's experiences, it's giving people the tools to connect with you and your brand and also other people. And then the umbrella of it all is like making sure that that relationship is healthy and thriving. And that relationship, making sure it's really two ways. I know that one of the things that I thought was fascinating from your, uh, when we were talking about some of your experiences and namely the one at Glossier is like being able to receive uh, product feedback and be able to make adjustment. And I'm sure that's going to be something that's gonna, also going to come to play when it comes to Miro, how to really, um, yeah, approach this conversation as we're part of the community the brand is part of the community and the brand is is also listening uh to the feedback and kind of adjusting from from that how important is it for you uh to kind of have that brand behavior when it comes to kind of adjusting to community feedback it's super important Raphael, and i'm so happy that you mentioned that because i think what the ways that brands used to operate. And there's still many brands that are operating with like this older model of, you know, brand marketing and engaging with customers. But I think what made, you know, Glossier really successful and other brands that we have now seen that have, you know, really created like community-centric brands is that they listen. They're not just telling you as the customer what you need to put on your body or your skin or what you need to ingest. They're having a conversation with you. They're, they're putting out products and services out into the world, but they're also asking for feedback. They're asking, how do we iterate? How do we make this better? They want to co-create with other people um, that are most engaged with their products. And I think with this co-creation, a very big distinction for me is we not only want to co-create with our, like our customers and our community, but we also want to have a perspective and a point of view that differentiates us in the market. I think that's also very, very important, being able to have that bi-directional relationship with your, with your audience, with your community, but also having a perspective as a brand and that differenti differentiates you from the rest but also like can like be very clear that like we co-created this with our community, but we also have a perspective on how we want to engage in this in this space. I love that. And the co-creation is something that is like we are like I'm I'm obsessed myself about it because I truly believe that, you know, especially nowadays, it's not just about co-creating with like influence and a brand, but adding the consumer into that co-creation element as well. It's so important because sometimes, you know, there is this uh perception that co-creation is between a talent and a brand, right? And then we tend to forget about the consumer, right? But like, how can we, can, how can we co-create it, adding the element, the consumer into the, into the full cycle, right? So the, the listening to, like you mentioned about, to listen to your community, addressing the feedback and then act on it. But there is a key challenge for a brand, you know, for the majority, you know, of the brand that are trying to find, you know, like the the key element to actually drive their community. It's like how 
how agile we can be when it comes to listening to our community and address their feedback, right? Because we're talking about a community that you mentioned that's beyond social. We have the online and the offline. So I'm sure that especially at Glossier, you probably had a lot of feedback coming across all channels. How do you filter that? And how do you filter it? So how do you address to dot for that community that you're acting into it to make it then feel part of what you're creating? So just a curiosity of mine, because Glossier, you guys did it so well on that sense, right? So all the projects that Glossier was creating and still do is based on feedback, but how do you filter that and through so many channels and address that to the community? Yeah, I mean, it's no easy feat. I wanna be very clear. There's like so, there's so much um, feedback out there that you can sometimes become dizzy with all the feedback and filtering it is so important. And I think that there are several ways you can do this. There's one like using listening tools to see what are the most engaged conversations um, and what's the product feedback that you're hearing and like kind of aggregating all of that and surfacing it up to your product team so that they can kind of think about their roadmap because they're working sometimes two, three, four years in advance on like where does this feedback fit into their roadmap and if they can integrate it. And we always want to try to do that. And, you know, we always want to think about what's the biggest value for the customer, but also what is the biggest value for the brand as well. So relationship, right? There has to be a balance. And then there's also like, you can create um, insight, community insight programs where you actually like have a group of um, customers and uh, engaged community members come in and actually give product feedback on unreleased product. Um, so that's something that I did at Glossy that was really, really fruitful for all teams, like brand, product, all teams. Um, and so there's no right way to do it, but I think it's really important to think about like, how do we meet the customer's needs? And then also how do we meet the business needs? And then what are these like mechanisms that we use to actually like get that feedback, surface it up to the right teams, and then also communicate it out to the, the community. And you'll notice I say community and customer often um, <laughs> because I always I always want to be very clear that like just because someone purchases from you doesn't mean that they're a part of your community. Right. I think once you move them down that funnel and like you see that they're having that like repeat purchasing behavior, they're having that brand loyalty and that advocacy that we talked about um, and they're engaging with you on multiple surfaces, I think they become a, a, a community member. But you also don't want to forget about the people who they just like love your product. They love your service. They're going to come, but they don't need to be so involved, but you need to integrate them as well. I have a great experience with Glossy. I remember like once I went to the, it was like, they just opened the pop-up in New York, in New York and in Soho. And there was like that massive queue outside. And I was just like, I need to get in because, you know, like I work in this industry. I really want to know what is the first inside it is about. And uh, I remember I bought some products and then I was so impressive with, you know, with the experience that I had inside the store that I filmed and I posted my stories. And after, I promise you, like five minutes that my stories went live, I received a direct message from last year saying, oh, we are very glad that you come to the store. Hope you have enjoyed it. Tell us what you bought. And I was just like, I'm going to tell what I bought just to see how quickly they're going to respond it back. 
So I responded back saying what I have bought and then engaging with me on the conversation because I was so, I was like, how can it be so agile? Because this store is full of people. So to think they are doing that with everyone. So I engaged then on like for a 10 minutes conversation and I got response immediately. So for me, that was a, as a great benchmark of like how a brand is actually not just creating that community, but engaging with a community in a very efficient way. I, for me, that was like, wow. Uh, but as to your point, it's not easy, right? To be filtering and getting all the feedback and responding to all the feedback. How do you make the, a community to be loyal to you, to engage it with you? Is there any secret into that they because engagement is like if you wanted to have in a community you have to engage then do you think it's through you know experience is through affiliate program what's your thought about affiliate do you think a discount you know getting commission is a way also to to get community to be engaged to your brand i think i mean the first thing for me is like a quality customer experience like once again you purchase the product, like what's that user experience? What's that community experience? You know, um, you, you know, have a bad reaction to something. How does the customer, you know, experience team handle that? How does it handle shipping and all of that, all of those things? And then yes, you can set up, you know, anything from, you can set up different programs that allow people to continue to like redeem or earn points or earn commissions like affiliate programs loyalty and reward programs and so i think there are different programs and initiatives that you can do but i will always go back to like customer experience and making sure that that's the first thing that you have like done really well so that people can advocate about your brand or your service um and then also thinking through um what are the programs that help people continue to like create get value from your brand um, as they purchase or engage with you. One of the aspects that we love to kind of dive in uh, for for communities, how we can kind of use um, influencers kind of part of like shaping their relationship with community because they uh, are themselves are oftentimes uh, brands in the sense that they also have that community following and people that are engaged with them uh, and they know what their community care about and maybe people are more um, you know you feel more comfortable reaching out to someone and sharing oh I'm thinking about this I, I'm interested in knowing like what product would do x y and z versus I'm not necessarily going to go and message a brand about that because if you, you feel kind of connected and they're a little bit like that proxy to accessing the the community i know for example we uh we've been doing at mg quite a lot of programs where we uh, include the voice of influencer in the marketing development like for example we we were part of launching stripes with uh, co-creating with naomi watson including kind of the voice of influencer to be able to reflect that community voice and and i know we went through a similar process together manushka um what do you think uh influencer what do you think they can add influencer to to the conversation when it comes to helping brands uh, navigate their community building the the right way yeah, I mean, influencers and, you know, there's different types, as you know, like your micro, your nano to your to your macro, they serve such an important role in storytelling and in reach and in just like having perspective to reach audiences that you may not be able to on your own. And so I think that influencer and influencers, you know, key relationship with their community is so important because like I said, there are some communities that you just can't tap into just because it doesn't maybe feel like traditionally like native or 
you know, you just don't have that sort of reach. And so influencers serve as like the storytellers, the way to connect your brand to their community. They serve as like being able to reach different, you know, demographics on the internet and in the world. Um, and they also like work with you as partners to create like really compelling content, UGC that could be useful, used across different channels. They can also be hosts. They can be spokespeople within your physical locations. There's just like the opportunities are like limitless. Uh, it just depends on your relationship with those influencers and where you want to plug them into your different marketing tactics. Oh, and one of my favorites, affiliates. Like, I think it's so, um, it can be so powerful for different um, brands, depending on what your brand brand is doing to leverage that sort of like affiliate model um, when it comes to like having people constantly talking about your brand and sharing it with their audience and them receiving commission um, because it's a relationship and like any relationship you want it to be equally as valuable for both. You mentioned content. This is another, you know, another word. So we talk about co-creation, community, and then content. Let's talk about content because like, you know, there is, you have the community, but if you don't have a great content, to share with your community or vice versa, then how are we going to engage with your, with your customers, right? So I think content, again, more than ever as community become a key drive for, you know, for any brand. How do you see, you know, that content element being, you know, part of building a strong community? Because at the end of the day, you mentioned about the emotional connection. Yes, but how to get that emotional connection is through a content. And the content needs to be relatable, needs to be authentic. Uh, throughout your your experience with, you know, the, the public, like publication and then with Glossier and now with Miro, how do you see content playing that, you know, that part on building community? What, I mean, it's it's huge, right? Like think about your experience when you went to the Glossier pop-up and how the store and the experience was so incredible that you whipped out your phone. You're like, I just want to record this. I want to put it on my social. I did. I did. You couldn't help yourself. You didn't go there to like, you know, create content, but the experience was so great that you had to tell someone about it. And so when we think about content, we can think about it in so many ways. Content can be video. You know, it could be um, a post, like a written post. Um, content could be an image that you put up. Um, I think it really depends, like each company will define content in a different way, but I think that user-generated content could be in so many forms, but it's super important. You know, people want to see other people engaging with your brand. Mm -hmm. It can't just be like, you know, assets that were shot in a studio by, you know, big corporate or anything. You have to constantly try to see People want to constantly see the brand through other people's eyes and experiences. So I think that content piece is huge. Um, and, you know, like I said, whether it's a video that goes up on Instagram or it's a um, written post in a forum or, you know, similar like to Miro, we do like Miroverse templates that people are always creating. Um, it's always nice to see people reflected through your brand. And I think people really gravitate towards that because it feels authentic. It feels real. I'm very curious, like how do you creating your community within a tech platform and how are you engaging that experience to the actual users to 
put the word out there to continue to increase your community and drive more attention to Miro. So, because it, it's very different from a brand perspective, I would believe. So if, you know, you're familiar with Miro, it's, yeah. as you mentioned, it's a, a digital whiteboarding uh, tech software company. And we create these boards called like Miro boards um, that can, it's like an infinite canvas where you can create tons of different like workflow, workshops, solicitation group sessions on there, like tons of things. Um, and part of it is also that you can create templates in the Miroverse. So these templates could be anything from like, you are um, a digital, like you're a lean, agile, like worker or um, facilitator, and you happen to have this like perfect template that always does a really fantastic job on, you know, getting you your end result. And you're like, you know what, this is really valuable for me and it's valuable for my community. I want to create a template in the Miroverse and mm. you know, have other people use this template. And so that's kind of the way that Miro sees content. Um, I also lead their community forums group. So this is where people come to our forum space, um, which I'm in the process of revamping and revitalizing. Um, and they post content within the within the forum. So that's anything from like asking a question to sharing a really inspiring tip on how they used Miro. So that's it's a little different from you know seeing selfies of people with really great brows and like wearing really great blush. <laughs> but it's cool to see how people want to reflect what they learn or what they find most inspiring with your brand to others. It's almost like a different, like even like further level, like past content now it's like offering them a tool and and we yeah. talk about co-creation uh i mean you're offering them a tool of co-creation and they are creating some of the templates for you and i think like really embracing that like you provide the tool for them to play with it but they also provide content but not the traditional content like hi it's an instagram story it's actually just a template and it kind of like shows the richness of that collaboration and I mean, that type of platform really works if you have an engaged community who participates into that, who feed the platform, and then it kind of takes on a life on its own, but you want to be able to kind of monitor the community so it gets into the right direction and keep advancing the conversation. But yeah, it's pretty impressive to to be able to get to a place where uh, you can kind of offer the springboard for people to be able to co-create with others like that uh, beyond kind of traditional content, right? Yeah, it's, I mean, I think that's also what attracted me to Miro and you know moving towards tech is that like I had gotten the experience of like fostering and building those community connections in magazines editorial then I got it you know at a big beauty brand and then now to see how people reflect their community like how they value you know community through a tech software platform was very interesting to me and so yeah UGC content comes in many forms. Exactly. That was what I was about to say that in the end of the day, you know, doesn't matter what's the, you know, what is the product because at the end of the day, everyone is looking for a great experience to be able to share with the community a great content about the emotional connection that they're getting with the product that they are experiencing. I've got, I didn't know about Miro until I have, uh, there's a, our new strategy director. He joined for about three months. And uh, the first week I said to him, I wanted to see your plan for the strategy department and uh, understand like what's the direction you wanted to take moving forward with the team. 
and uh, he came after a week into my to the boardroom to present and then he opened mural and it was just like all this white canvas that he created I was like what is this Joel and it's like it's mural like you never heard about it. I was like no and now the whole department the strategy department is using it and it's incredible how now they're being much more collaborative just because of Miro, like it's a tool that's enabled them to really be collaborative. It is incredible. I mean, I, I'm always looking for like, as a like, you know, coming from editorial, I'm a storyteller, you know, I yeah. think about how do you bring experiences and storytelling together? And so I'm constantly looking for things that help me visually tell stories or like convey a strategy better. And so the templates, like I mentioned in that, in the Miro verse, it's like, whoa, okay, yeah, this is how I want to show my strategy. Or this is how I want to plan out my content. And they, they have it already there for you. And you can just like continue to build on it. It's, it's quite incredible. Storytelling. Oh, half a no, go, go. I get so excited that I just like, I can start talking, but like long half a go, go. Um, So what has it been like kind of like shifting from, I mean, the beauty world as such an intense kind of really kind of engaged community and something, especially on social platform, people share a lot of content and want to talk about and, and debate a lot and kind of like now, like having made your, your move to tech uh, and kind of engagement, but like, as we discussed, takes such a different form. How has, has been the experience of transitioning from one to the other I mean it's been like any transition in life like exciting nerve-wracking hard exciting some more like it's like an emotional roller coaster and I, I'm constantly telling people that like it's a re-education on like how to do the things that you know how to do really well but in a different way and so I will not, you know, lie that it's hard. It's really hard transitioning from different industries, different jobs, but it's rewarding to see that the things that you have built in the past can be translated. It's just like a new audience. It's a new plat channel, you know? And so it's one of those things that like, it will constantly be an education for me. And luckily I like love to learn. And so, it's something that I'm excited about. It's challenging, but it also, I can already see myself. Like I, I told my brother the other day, I'm like, I'm like getting so much smarter just by working here <laughs> and just like learning how to do different things and how different people operate. And, you know, it's such a global company. And so you're just learning how different walks of life, like communicate. It's just like such an education um, that is super rewarding, but also like challenging, but Super rewarding some more, you know? <laughs> and as you love so much storytelling and you like to create stories, how do you see storytelling being replicated now into Web3 or into NFTs and metaverse? And what's, and I, as, as we said at the beginning of our conversation, that community is what's going to drive, at, at least to my perspective, is what's going to drive the Web3 to be a success because it's going to be all about the community building we're seeing you know, this new, um, environment. So how do you see telling, how do you, how do you envision creating stories for this new universe? Web three, once again, I will not pretend to be a web three expert, but what I do know about community building and like just being in a digital space is that people are constantly looking for more immersive experiences. They're constantly looking on ways to connect with other people beyond the, their scope or their imagination. And I feel like Web3 and all the, you know, activities and engagement that can happen there really offer a like 
just brand new way of seeing the world and engaging with other people and connecting with people far beyond your scope. And I think there's a lot of opportunities to storytell. I think right now we still are not quite right. sure what this Web3 thing will be, right? And so there's yeah. so much more room to storytell on like what Web3 is and like who who can be found there and the types of you know things you can do there. I think that storytelling is like so critical and I think still is being like toyed on a little bit which is exciting. And then I think about when you actually do bring your community into a web three environment, like unlocking what is so valuable in that environment versus like an offline environment or in a traditional like internet or traditional like uh, like web experience. So again, I will not, pro I will not, you know, act like I'm a, the biggest expert and I'm constantly looking at the developments that are happening in Web3 and how people want to engage there. Because again, you have to meet where your, your community, where they are and what are the different like immersive experiences you can create for people while you're there. I love what you said about like understanding if your community, if your customer are ready as well will be an important, you know, part of going to this, you know, the, the Web3. Because it's it's very important again to my perspective to understand if your customer are ready to actually to that experience, right? And understand that there will be customers that will be ready for that experience, but there will be some that they don't even will be interesting to that experience. They want the, the traditional ways of engaging with the brand. So is that when the social listening again play a huge part, right? And I, I feel like influencers and community will play a huge part on educating how to go to this new universe. And then brands will have to, to have that sense of, okay, it might not gonna be for all my customers to all my community, but I still need to create an experience in there based on the, you know, the feedback that the community is giving for us to driving into this new universe. Again, I'm not the expert as well on F3, so I'm learning as we progress, but it will be very interesting uh, to see how we're going to evolve into that direction. But I feel that we're still going to have those, you know, customers that we will still want to engage in a different format than not necessarily is going to be the Web3. And the offline experience, again, I think is going to continue to, to, especially after the pandemic, right? We were like for two years without being able to have those, you know, directly experience with brands and to meet with our community. And I feel that now customers, they are eager and they are hungry for more experience face to face. So like my perspective is like the Web3, it's coming, but also the offline experience will continue to play a huge part on continue to developing community. I agree. I think we cannot neglect or forget that we spent two years and counting. Can imagine. Lockdown. People are craving that like in-person experience still. But I think also what's exciting about Web3 for the people who are not quite ready is that like, look at when the internet started. Everyone was like, what is it? Like, what? Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't understand this place. I don't really want to be there. I, you know, email, what is that? But look at us all. Look at us all now. <laughs> look at all. Yeah. Look at recording a podcast. Literally. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> it has to be gripped. The internet has to be gripped, you know, in the, in the chokehold. But, 
So understanding the, always... the consumer, like yeah. understanding the consumer behavior. And I think like through your expertise, I think like through the platform, like the platform doesn't really matter, like whether it's a magazine, whether it's in store or digital or now through a tool and in the metaverse, I think the right blend of, yeah, you need some subject, subject matter expertise. Like I'm not necessarily going to know how to build a world in Roblox physically, but like being able to understand uh, what are kind of the, yeah, the consumer dynamics and the community feel that you need to foster. I think me making sure that as we move into Web3, uh, it doesn't mean that the technical expertise has to kind of take over from the human experience and having people like like yourself, Manushka, who kind of are able to channel kind of the community energy into a really strong partnership with brand, I think is really key uh, in order to, to, yeah, build that world first into something that we will all enjoy. And second into, yeah, like a, a space that's not just tech led, but uh, tech enabling uh, even better human interaction, right? Mm -hmm. Well said. At the end of the day, it's all about testing, learning and listening to your customers and community, right? Iterate, 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 and listen, listen, take it in, just take it in and, 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 and then do better and creating more connection with your customer. Manushka, we could stay here forever because I love learning from people like you. So thank you so much for the time. It's been a pleasure and I'm sure our listeners today have much enjoyed our conversation. So thank you so much. Very grateful for you to have taken the time. Hafa, once again, what a pleasure to have you with me as my co-host. Uh, thank you so much for taking the time as well. And hope you both have enjoyed. This was wonderful. Thank you for having me. And, you know, you know where to find me on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> Always. So thank you so much for everyone that's been listening to us today. Uh, if you're not following us yet, please make sure you do on Spotify, YouTube, Amazon, and Apple. And I will see you soon on our next episode. Thank you so much for tuning in on our Influencer Marketing COVID podcast. Thank you so much, and I see you guys soon.